but also how healthy it feels, then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Max Arsenal.
Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. We're with Don Mills with Apple, with the application. Let me get my tongue together. I'm just saying, come on, Don, join me here. <laughs> Help me out while I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> We're doing mm-hmm. our life challenge this week, the 15th installment. This is the application, the behaviors that lead to becoming a life challenger, which, Don, that means we've been together for a few months by now. We have, haven't we, Catherine? And, and, and I'm we telling have. you, it, it does not get any easier. It's very difficult. I have a heavy heart this morning as I think about the lives lost in Charleston. Mm-hmm. You're talking about becoming a life challenger. I mean, how can we prevent? How can we diminish? How can we lift up and embrace a life? What can we do that is different than what we've been doing to save the life of another, to add value to that life. I'm with a heavy heart because I don't know what I could have done to have prevented such a tragedy in Charleston. I have a real heavy heart. And having said that, I just want to just take a moment of silence as we lift up those families in prayer. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to say that. And I say that because I just don't want anybody, I don't want any life challenger out there to take life in and of itself for granted. I don't want any life challenger out there not to understand our responsibility and accountability for each other. I don't want a life challenger out there to not understand what we're charged with. We're stewards in our greater community. Now, I talk about family. I talk about friends all the time, but we're stewards in our greater community. Because I say to you, if you add value to your own life, you've actually repositioned yourself to add value to the life of another. And if we're talking about the domino effect, before you know it, all of us have been repositioned so that we can make a greater difference in our communities, in our societies. And I think that is a greater challenge, Catherine. I think you're right. But I agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think I mean we have to we have to be considerate of that. We have to be concerned about that. It's not just a the conversation we're going to have today. It's what's gonna have happen after the conversation. It's what are we going to do about it. It's looking at what we've been doing. And it's realizing what we can do different to get a different result. And we want safer communities. We want to live fuller, more satisfying lives. And we want that for our family, our friends, and for others, specifically. So that's where we are. And I use that much to transition into our topic today. And this is Life Challenge number 15. And we're talking about the application, which is actually an extension of life challenge number 14. But today specifically we're talking about the behaviors. I said the behaviors that lead to becoming a life challenger. Once again, we define a life challenger as someone who's not accepting the status quo. They're not going with the flow. They're assuming a greater role in society in accepting responsibility and accountability for their actions. 
they're involved in developing solutions to problems or to challenges, and they recognize that it's critically important that they become goal-driven. They understand that our lives are actually grounded in the life domains. And when we talk about life domains, we're talking about financial, we're talking about spirituality, we're talking about residential or housing, we're talking about our jobs, we're talking about education, we're talking about health, both medical and mental. We're talking about relationships, family and, and extended families and, 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 and those that are intimate to us. We're talking about all of those variables in life that's going to help us live a wholesome and productive life. And we want to understand what we need to do in order to be able to pass that on, and that will become part of our legacy. And we have some responsibility for that. But just a quick review of last week's show. Life challenges are divided into the philosophy and the application. And we talked about this. We talked about how the philosophy, it gives you the thoughts and the feelings that encourages, inspires, motivates, and enlightens you. It is the hype. I mean, it pumps up your adrenaline. It gets you going. I mean, all of a sudden, you embrace this I can do attitude. Well, that's what you think, and that's how you're feeling. And all of that is part of your philosophy. But at some point, we have to move out of thinking and feeling to doing, to becoming action-oriented. And when we think about that, now we're ready to put the rubber to the road. We're ready to do something that's going to actually make a difference. We're ready to develop reality-based goals and connect them to action plans. You know, in other words, what is it that we really want, and what are we going to do to get it? It's critically important that we give that some thought. It represents your commitment to achieving something. I mean, come on. I mean, we wake up. We wake up in the morning. We review our day. What is it that you want to accomplish for today? It represents your commitment, our commitment to achieving something. It is the doing and getting it done phase. The doing and getting it done phase. See, now it doesn't sound as fancy now. I mean, when we're thinking about it, when we're feeling, when we have feelings for it, all of a sudden we're hyped and our adrenaline's pumped up. Now we're transitioned to a phase that it requires something from us. It requires that we have a specific goal, and it requires that we have a specific plan to achieve that goal. It requires that we make a commitment. It is the doing and the getting it done phase. What I'm trying to tell you, life challengers, at some point, it's not all about what you're thinking and what you're feeling. It's about the results. Are you getting it done? Are you, matter of factly, getting what you want? Are you getting what you need? What is your part in it all? What What is it that you have done to make the difference? Either you are still talking about possibilities, and, you know, come on. I've been around the uh, 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 water container or the coffee pot, and we talked about all the possibilities to solve the problems and, and, and achieve goals and uh, uh, doing something about it. But yet and still, at the end of 45 minutes, we were still sitting around the coffee pot talking about, you know, sure could have would and and how life could be so different if we did this or we or if we did that. Life challengers, you already have the right attitude. You know, as Catherine mentioned, we've been into this 
for several weeks now. You have the right attitude. Now you need to connect that attitude to a behavior that will lead you. Now hear this out because this is the way we started. It will lead you to becoming an effective life challenger. It will lead you. And once again, we're saying look out external to yourself. Take inventory. Decide whether or not you're okay with what you see. I mean, look in the mirror. Make a decision. Are you okay with what you see? Look at your accomplishments. Are you okay with what you've accomplished? Look at the goals that you've set for yourself. Are you okay with those goals, or are you just going with the flow? Are you just doing something simply because it needs to be done, or is it something you truly want to do? Life challengers, this is the charge that's placed upon you. Now, it's up to you to do something. It's up to you to decide what you plan to do with this charge. I mean, you can, once once again, go around the water cooler and just sit and talk about it. And you can talk about what everybody else is doing or what everybody else isn't doing. Or you can spend that time doing something about it. Or you can spend the time doing something about it. Well, you know, this is critical because I wanted to give you some specific steps. I wanted to introduce you to the how. Now, where do I get all this stuff from? Well, hello. You know, I've only been doing this about 50 years, and I don't know anything else I've done. I mean, I've committed my life to helping people live fuller, more satisfying lives. I've committed my life to putting myself in a position so that if my children or my grandchildren, my family or my friends realize that they were in an awkward situation and they have done all that they can do, they were able to reach out to me. And I was in a position where I could at least share with them what I thought. And then if I was capable, I could offer some very tangible assistance. But in order for me to do that, I had to get myself into a comfort zone. Because listen to me, Life Challenges, how in the world are you going to help someone else if you can't help yourself? How is it that anybody is going to listen to you when you're not listening to yourself? Because just like somebody will come to you and say, I want this, I need this, you already know what you want and what you need. If you're not getting those things for yourself, how in the world are you going to be able to get them for somebody else? So it is a charge. It is a challenge. You have to make some decisions about what you're going to do about it now. You have to do that. Let me tell you how. Pull up your seat. Gather around me. No, no, no. Let me have your attention. Look this way. Come on now. Look this way. I see what you're doing. Look this way. I need your undivided attention. Take out your pen and paper. You need to hear this. This is going to make the difference in your life. And it's a simple formula. Very, very simple. You want to become a life challenger? You want to challenge the status quo? You want to be responsible and accountable. You want to make a difference in your life. Let's start with number one. Get to know how you really feel 
and what you really think about a goal that you really want to achieve. That's a lot of reallys, because I'm just trying to emphasize how serious this is. And it starts with thinking and feeling. How do you feel about it? What do you think about it? Is it something you really want to do? Is it something you really need to do? And I use those words interchangeably, want and need. Because, you know, I know a lot of people who have health challenges. They still don't take the medication as prescribed. So simply because you say you need it, that's not indicative of your making a commitment to do it. You know what is required of you. But yet and still, that doesn't mean that you're going to do it. So what I'm saying to you, it is about what you're thinking. It is about what you're feeling. It is about what you want to achieve. It is about what you need in your life. Then there's the next step. There's the commitment and there's the doing. Some important questions. Some important questions for you include how important is it is it to achieve the goal? And how are things going to be different? Now this requires that you look beyond where you are today. Just use your imagination. Become creative. Think of yourself as achieving the goal that you've set for yourself. Whether you've gotten a job that you want, whether you're stable financially, whether you whether you have ideal relationships with important people in your life, whether it's a sibling or a a, a child or a spouse or a friend, imagine what that is going to be like. I mean, look at it. I mean, think about it. Let me feel it. And then decide what you're going to do to get the ball rolling and move it in a direction that's going to make a difference. That's the number one step. The number one step is using your imagination to determine where you think you will be that's different than where you are if you achieved a goal that you felt that was important to you. Number two, now you are transitioning from I want this to I am going to get this. Hello, I want this to I am going to get this. Specifically, what is it that you want? What does it look like when it is all said and done? Now, here's the challenge. What are you going to do to get it? And there are a few steps there, and and I can say them very literally, and you've heard them all before. What is it that you want, life challenger? What are you doing to get it? What have you done to get it? Did it work? If it did work or if it is working, continue to do what you're doing. If it did not work, what is it that you can do that is different than what you have been doing? Critically important. What is it that you can do that is different than what you've been doing? This is the action plan, and now it is connected to your goal. This is the action plan, and now it is connected to your goal. You have transitioned from thinking and feeling about something that you want to actually doing something to get it. You see the difference now between the the philosophical phase and the application phase? One is 
primarily thinking and feeling, getting your adrenaline up, getting hyped up, to actually putting goals in place to actually get it done. Now, before we were thinking and feeling, now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. And what we're looking is for a result that is different than what we've been getting because we want to end up in a different place. Number three, the commitment. Okay, we're now covered the commitment. This is something you want to achieve to help you reposition you so that you can live a fuller and more satisfying life. We're talking about the commitment. You know, somehow or another, I hear the feeling and I hear the thinking and I hear the doing. But I believe that prior to the doing, there should be the commitment, the commitment to getting it done. I believe that there should be the commitment. And I don't know about the Nike commercial, whether it it works here or not. But it comes a time when you say, I'm going to do it. I mean, come on, man, just get out and do it. Just do it. Just do it. And unfortunately, we depend on others to inspire us, to encourage us, to uh, 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 motivate us, and to enlighten us. But what happens when they're not there for whatever reason? I mean, they have goals, they have challenges, they have everything that's going on with them in their lives. At some point, we have to assume responsibility and accountability for reaching in ourselves, reaching in deep, pulling it out so that we can be prepared to move forward and get exactly what we need to get it done. The commitment, just do it, critically important. The last one, and it's not really the last one because I can go on and on and on, but uh, I think it's I think it's important that you know this, and that is the adjustment. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to be those times when your resources are just not there. I mean, you're just not feeling it. I mean, you're worn out, you're tired. I mean, you're having one of those days, or something comes up that is now a priority. Golly, you're on your way to your job, you want to be there on time, you got a flat tire. Well, guess what? You're not going to be there on time. Now you've got to take care of your tire situation. So I'm, I'm saying to you, stuff happens, right? And when stuff happens, we identify that as a deal breaker. It's a distraction uh, from from working towards a TV goal. But when something happens that is out of your control, the adjustment is there. Just make the adjustment. I mean, let the, the let the appropriate people know what your situation is. Uh, Really look at your action plan that you have in place to achieve the goal. If you need to tweak it a little bit, that's okay. And sometimes you may have to tweak your goal because it may be this as opposed to that, or it may end up becoming something else. But what is important to you, Life Challenges, is that you never quit. You never give up. You just keep everything in its proper perspective. And I want you to understand it's critically important that you keep everything in its proper perspective. Now, I'm going to make a comment, and then I certainly want Catherine to chime in because I tell you, we're blessed uh, uh, with uh, 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 how she can wrap it all up and once again help us to put it in its proper perspective. But I have a dear friend, his name is, is Woody, and uh, uh, he responded uh, on Facebook. And he said that, he said, hey, Don, you know, I've got to work on number four. And, you know, we talked about number four as being the adjustment. And then he also stated that he needs to work on number two also. Number two is when you're transitioning from what you're thinking to what you're doing. And 
my response to Woody, and listen to this, you all, my response is that, I said, hey, Woody, I mean, you're on the right track. Self-evaluation is a start, a first step. You hear me out there, Life Challengers? Self-evaluation is a start, a first step. There will be challenges along the way to repositioning you in life, but that should be expected. Just get started and never give up. Remember that in order for you to move forward in life, you will have to let something go. All right, we didn't talk about this. There are sacrifices. I mean, it cannot be business as usual. I believe it's still only 24 hours in a day, and you still have other areas and responsibilities that you must attend to. So it's not as if you have the luxury of all this extra free time to work on a specific goal that you need to achieve. So there's going to have to be a change in your life. Life won't be the same for you, and then it shouldn't. Okay, hear that? You ready, Life Challengers? Once you embark on achieving a specific goal, life will not be the same for you, and it shouldn't. You are doing this because you want different results. If not, you will just continue to do what you have been doing and getting the same results as always. Just, just, Just a thought. I'm saying to you, Life Challengers, if you're listening to me today, what you're doing is that you're making a self-assessment. What you're doing, you're trying to determine whether or not there's something in your life that need to have a different result. What you're doing is that you're making some decisions that's going to put you in a different place because there are some places you've been that you don't want to go back to. That's critically important, and I, I encourage you. I want to make one other comment, and then I certainly look forward to learning chiming in here. Not Lori, but Catherine chimed in here. Lori said, you should never give up. God has you all the way. Times get tough, but you can do it. Life has its ups and downs, but it's up to you. Faith and belief is number one. And that's grounded Spiritually, that's grounded in spirituality, and I think it's critical because there are going to be those periods of time when we can't carry ourselves, when we're going to need a power higher than us to help us find our way. Because for all practical purposes, there are many times we are lost, or at least we feel or think we are lost. My comment to her was spirituality is one of the life challenges that is the hallmark in your life's adventures. It holds the treasures that are given to you. In other words, you are blessed. We are blessed just to even have this conversation. And I challenge you, use them wisely. Catherine? I'm here, Don. I tell you, that was a lot of information, wasn't it? What do you think? Well, you said something out of all of that that really stands out, and we shouldn't be the same way we were before as we are going through our challenges. And I like uh, what Lori and what Woody has said. They they put themselves out there to be transparent because that was the post you had on your wall on social media. So someone to make themselves vulnerable to say, hey, listen, these are areas that I'm working on, um, doesn't take anything away from the person. They definitely put themselves out there to be stretched, and to grow. So that in itself is awesome. And I'd love to see more people taking advantage of what you're offering 
whether it's on your page, whether it's our in-person class, which our next one is July 13th mm-hmm. at 6 p.m. Um, here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I want everyone who's interested to make sure that they get registered, and we'll get that link out. But I want to see more people living their best life. Now, Donna, we started the conversation out today, and you, um, we had a moment of silence for the families in Charleston. Now, where I'm, I'm in a bit of a, I guess a stuck area, is we have freedom of speech, we have freedom of thoughts, and that young man's actions was filled with hatred. But then there's some symbolism, so he's gotten away from really, you know, honoring the lives that have gone, and we're focusing on this Confederate flag, okay? And I noticed that some people's conversation is more around the flag and, oh, we should get rid of the American flag too, and, yes, the Confederate flag is used, um, you know, in Germany in place of the swastika. So we've gotten away from there were lives that were taken. So I Mm -hmm. want you, as we're talking about life challenges, at what point does my freedom of speech um, no longer is limited to me? Because what I say and do in my home is supposed to be one thing, and then how I behave and act outside of my home seems to be another thing. And it's, I can't explain it clearly to you because it's, it's a whole cloudy situation. We seem as a society never to focus on what the issue is. The issue is hatred and their lives that were taken. However, people right. want to combat about the flag or it's my right to have this flag or this flag means this or that thing. So what I'm getting at is the Confederate flag to many means racism. It means something negative. On the other side of that, for the person who wants to protect and the flag and, and keep it, you know, hanging up high wherever or on their home, that's one thing. But on the other side, we as a society, we may use the N-word in our homes, but we don't want anybody else to use it outside towards us or to address us that way. And this is a broad stroke. This isn't everyone. But at what point do we lay down the N-word because it offends other people all the way around? And when do we lay down the Confederate flag because it offends people all the way around? Am I making a little more sense with this? Okay, you're talking to a life challenger. And and what I principally make very clear to the life challengers that are repositioning themselves to live fuller, more satisfying lives, to accept and to understand that nature of symbolism. We attach meanings to symbolism. We give symbolism credibility. We add some degree of importance to symbols, whether they're verbal or something very tangible. What we have to understand is in the greater scheme of things, how is it going to make a difference in our ability to achieve a specific goal that is before us today? I say to you, I say to you, this thing about the flag, it's a distraction. I say to you, this this thing about rhetoric, it's a distraction. What I challenge, what I challenge like, life challengers to do is to get in touch with themselves, complete an assessment, determine what it is that they can do to reposition themselves in life so that they can live a fuller, more satisfying life. As a result of that, they are now in a better position to help to keep their families safe, to help 
prepare their families and themselves to take advantage of opportunities that are before them. And I assure you, as we move away from the rhetoric and we begin to engage in that that is much, much more spiritually grounded, we're not in a position to make a difference. Yeah, yeah, we can have a conversation about what we think about the flag. We can have a conversation about what we think about the N-word, and there will be merit on both sides. But at the end of the day, how did it help you add value to the life of another? How did it help you save the life of another? How did it help you help someone live a fully more satisfying life? I say to you, listeners, what are you specifically doing? What? Are your plans, what are your goals that's going to make the greater difference in your life mm-hmm. so that you can make the greater difference in a life for another, of another? And, Catherine, mm-hmm. I challenge you on this. When we have mm-hmm. these events, you know, let's uh, set up an opportunity to have a dialogue. Let's uh, uh, have a time when we pull everybody together and we have somewhat like a community forum, whether it's on blog, radio, or whether it's someplace in the community, where we can talk about it. Because it is necessary that we vent. And in the greater scheme of things, that might be all we will be doing, venting. And as a result of venting, we feel better. I don't know if it changes anything because that's really out of our out of our realm of possibilities unless we move into the political arena. But what can we do today that's gonna to make a difference? What do we can what can we do today that can prevent a Charleston from happening in our community, from touching our family? Right. It's an experience we have to learn from, but what are we learning? What are we learning? I don't think it's as clear as a black and white issue. I think on all sides there's some give and take, and there's some things that can be done differently. I think as a society, it's going to be necessary for us to embrace each other on some level. I mean, that's spiritual. That's spiritually grounded. Love one another. I mean, it's spiritually grounded. Uh And. I don't talk about that as often as I should, but I'm spiritual, and I believe that folks have to be held accountable for their actions. They have to be be responsible, and I don't know if if it's as simple as a soundbite. I don't. I just don't know. That's another conversation we have to have, and we have to get input from our listeners in regards to what they think. Uh-huh. And Catherine, I'm going to end it on this note, and, and I want you to pick it up with further comment, right? I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer. What I believe we're going to get is a lot of opinions. That's not grounded yeah. in fact. I mean, they're just opinions. Grounded in how, uh-huh. what somebody believes and what they think. And they may not be wrong. They may not be right. It's their freedom of expression. It's their Freedom to have an opinion. And that is where the N-word and the Confederate flag comes in. Because to some, it may just be a cultural thing. It just may be, you know, something you use around the house. It just may be what you were raised around. And it's really not intended to be offensive, but someone decides it's offensive. And so there may not be a right or a wrong answer on it. I had a young lady on the fan page this morning who um, once I posted about eBay taking down anything, I think eBay, Amazon, and someone else, another company has taken out anything that has the Confederate flag on it. 
and she was she mentioned Al Sharpton. And what I did was take an opportunity to stand in her position to see what she was saying as opposed to taking the side automatically of you shouldn't say nothing bad about Al Sharpton. You know, how does that compare? But I realized ultimately it's a distraction. Now, a lot of us grew up watching Dukes of Hazard. Nobody was bothered, uh, really, by the Dukes of Hazard having a Confederate flag on the top of their car. That was part of my Friday lineup, not knowing what it meant until someone says it's offensive. And now we say take it down, it's offensive. So this is the thing where the freedom of speech, speech comes in. Yes, we're going to have a lot of different opinions. I do not believe that there's going to be a an easy answer to this. I think if we could walk a mile in someone else's shoes and not spend time wanting to defend something that is not necessarily relevant to the situation at the time. The Confederate flag is not where the issue is in this particular instance with the lives that were gone that are gone now. It's a I think the people who it very much is. And when we're thinking of life challenges, that flat tire on your way to work will be a distraction to I need to take care of this and then get on with, with work as opposed to finding how to defend yourself. And that's what I'm discovering a lot of people are doing. You want to defend yourself and this it's really not about defending yourself right now. If you want to wave your flag, you want to have a tattoo of it, you want to paint it on your car that do whatever at that point, but right now there are some families that are that are hurting because their loved ones were taken from by someone else who was expressing hate, and he has friends that have said for the past six months this is what he was meditating on doing. So it had nothing mm-hmm. that he meditated on the Confederate flag. He meditated on attacking these lives. So the distractions, if we could remove those, if we could get through that and, and speak to that conversation, okay, I don't know if I say kudos to eBay or Amazon for taking down a Confederate flag because then you got to go through all of your products like this young lady was expressing and take down all things that could be perceived offensive. But the thing that mm-hmm. I would like to address is for each of us to take a minute, just a minute, to walk in the other person's shoes. Maybe that flag doesn't mean what you think it means. A lot of us celebrate Fourth of July and will be in a couple of weeks. But independence mm-hmm. is not independence for all people on Fourth of July. So we we take things and we, we get really distracted. Listen, yeah. you're gonna get the day off We assign meanings. We assign value. We 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 yeah. we embellish it to become more than what it really is in the greater scheme of things. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, because if we're going to go by, okay, that this country wasn't for black people, then everybody's going to get on a boat, plane, or something and, and go back where you thought you came from. We're not wanting to do that. We just want to complain. So you're right. We may just be venting. Um, but the real solution is I'm going to be sensitive because even though there were nine African-American lives taken, there was one white life that took those lives, but he's not dismissed either. He has a family now that I'm pretty sure is dealing with shame and ridicule from their community. So this person has to live in a type of prison. His family, excuse me, has to live in a type of prison that doesn't have bars and doesn't separate them from the rest of the world because they raised a child like this. And that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not saying that, you know, one is bigger than the other, but all involved suffered. And this young man, if he's mentally disturbed, Mentally ill people, and, and Don, you can speak to this, 
And in my and I'm not the expert here, so Donna's gonna um speak on this, but a mentally ill person I'm not thinking has the rationale to really put together mm-hmm. hey, I I need to um feel remorse for what happened and if he doesn't there's some disconnect with him and yes he needs to be taken out of society so that he doesn't plot and do this again. Um but I just don't think that a mentally ill person can put together, you know, what he's done and the impact that it's going to me for his life, for it to be corrected easily. That's, there's a deeper-seated issue. You cannot like something. I don't like eating sweet peas. I'm not going to kill yeah. people who do eat them. You know, so I think someone who is that that is labeled or has a, a mental illness at that level, they don't make the connection that these are humans, period. So, Don, I would like for you to speak to that part and how you recommend, I know that everyone has their opinion, but how do you recommend us as life challengers to work through that because there are a lot of pieces that we should be focusing on. And I think this is one of them. Let me address the mental ill piece. I am a a certified and licensed mental health professional. And what I've come to realize is that anytime somebody deviates from the norm, anytime somebody is is engaged in a type of behavior that's different from the type of behavior that we support, we have this tendency of labeling them of uh, being mentally ill, which, of Mm. course, allows them to embrace an excuse for their action and maybe Mm -hmm. diminishes degree of responsibility to them. Right. I'm mm-hmm. concerned that if somebody engages in deviant behavior, they're all of a sudden thought of as having been abused or having been mentally ill mm-hmm. or this is separate. Uh, this is simply uh, the result of something that happened when they were five years of age. Right. I take issue for that. I take issue with that. I believe, frankly speaking, that each of us are accountable and responsible for our choices, for our behavior, and we need to be held to community standards uh, in either being rewarded for behavior that's conducive to helping one another, or we need to be held in contempt for behavior that restricts our freedoms or puts us in destructive and injurious situations or take our lives. And, I mean, that's just where I am with that. I, I mean, I, enough, 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 enough. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. in terms of the mental health category, uh, I don't know if I've ever come across a person that didn't meet some diagnostic category uh, in the in the in the DSM three or the, the diagnostic statistical mental health manual. I mean, over a period of time, all of us have experienced some degree of depression. All of us have ex- experienced some excited degree of excitement. All of us have 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 experienced uh, thoughts of wanting to hurt ourselves or potentially being disruptive and destructive and hurt others. I don't know anybody who hadn't experienced that type of emotion. You know, uh, uh, heavens forbid, and, and, and you, with God's blessings, 99.9% of us do not act out on those emotions. I mean, there's only a few of us that right. get caught up in acting out in a way that's destructive to others. So I, you know, I, I applaud those of us that keep it in check, keep it in proper perspective, recompose ourselves, and move on with our lives. And the people mm-hmm. I'm talking to, 
challengers are those individuals that's accepted that's accepted their role as stewards in our greater community. And they're attempting to put themselves in a more empathetic position, a more responsible position. They're spiritually grounded and they're ready to take it to the next level. They're givers, they're not takers, and they're trying to build on what they have and not trying to distract from what somebody else have or don't have. They're specifically committed to adding value to the life of another. And I, mm-hmm. I hate to know how wrong with this, but all of it ties in together. I think you're right. I think you're right. And I'm glad that we had this conversation on today, Don, let's take a short break, and I know that some people are tuned in. Well, there are lots of people that are tuned in, but there are some people that are on the line that may want to press one and some people that may be interested in calling in, and I want to give them an opportunity to do that. So press one if you're already on the line, and if you're not, 347-994-3320, get on the line, and we're going to be focused here. I don't care about a flag. I don't care about um, – any of that. What I'm focused on is what do we do from here and what would be your personal solution? And, Don, you asked that question. I think what we can do in our own communities, in my opinion, and these are this is my input on that, what we can do in our own communities to make a difference so that we don't have a re- repeat of Charleston in our own communities is to be sensitive to other people. And this would take more than just one person doing that. Um, I, think I agree. This doesn't mean that we need to look at all white people and and hate them. I don't think that's an automatic thing for that. You dislike people on on an everyday basis if you choose to, but not just because this their skin color. Um, there are brothers and sisters too. Time in. Please yeah. press one. Please get involved. Please let us hear from you. Become a part of the solution. Contribute a comment. Absolutely. Question. Let us know where you are. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back, Don. Get $30 free in two easy steps through the best online prepaid debit card promotion from MISBO Promotions a BBB-accredited business, and the NetSpend prepaid debit card company. Offer only valid to first-time net spend account holders. Visit Get30Free.com. That's G-E-T-3-0-F-R-E-E.com. Get30Free.com. Are you tired of waking up in the middle of the night due to unwelcome sights and sounds? Maybe you have a streetlight shining in through your window, or the neighbors next door like to party until all hours of the night. Well, now you can block out all that light and all those sounds with the Medca Super Lightweight Sleep Mask with attached earplugs. And here's why it's a must-have for anyone who wants a good night's sleep. You can buy one for only $2.99. Search the Savings Mart at Amazon.com and then search Sleeping Mask. The Savings Mart is your one-stop shop for just about everything. We carry many quality brand name products for seriously discounted prices. One of such great brands is the Medca brand, which you may now know because of the high quality of their products and by how much variety they have to offer. Medca has an extensive range of products, 
from health to household to toys. If you have a use for it, they make it. Search the Savings Mart on Google. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. It's getting late in the evening. And the sun is going down. Say the night is mighty.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. We've had a very in-depth conversation with Don Mills this week. And, Don, we did not have anyone who spoke up that pressed one, and that's okay. This is one of – this is a um, – this is a when we have these conversations, these are tough conversations to have, and people may have comments for you later, and that's fine. So we'll let them um, know how to get in touch with you outside of here because I find when we have these kind of conversations – a lot of times people want to speak one-on-one with either of us and to have us, you know, share their thoughts or comments or include it in a future conversation. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, we would like for people to step up and, and be active and be seen. And um, and I think sometimes we're still sorting out what we think about things. Um, because I do radio and because you're, you do radio and you've done 40 years of working with people, Don, I think – uh, we're we're in a position where we we just put it out there. If I'm stuck on something, you guys hear that on radio. I'm stuck. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. And individuals, I believe we may just as an individual. If I wasn't doing radio, I may shy away just a bit too because I'm not sure. There's so much that's happening, and there's so many different mm-hmm. situations. Um, we go from you know pr- um, police brutality or are our black boys being um, targeted. And now, you know, just all of this is all about race. What is it really about? So they may still be sorting that, their thoughts out, but may be able to work that out with you. So let people know how to get in touch with you outside of this needs to be said. And let me say something. Is I may I may paraphrase your question and your statement and put it in a Facebook feed and seek comments or seek opinions, that may be another opportunity for people to respond. Um, I might do that as a position statement and see if we can't get some responses that way. And and what I say to you is that when you have a question about something specific to one of the life domains and you like for Catherine and I to comment on it, just let us know. Just say, hey, Don, or hey, Catherine, what do you think about this life situation? And we'll share our thoughts, and we encourage you to share your thoughts and comments also. I'm Don Mills. Uh, my direct telephone number is 704 502 6555. 704 502 6555. I am on Facebook at Donald Ray Mills. If we are not already friends, it's time to send in the request. And we provide this weekly opportunity to talk about life challenges. And as you, the listener, become involved, I call you the life challenger. And what your specific charge is is that you do not settle. 
Thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you, Catherine, for providing this opportunity. I certainly hope that the audience take advantage of other opportunities you make available to them weekly. I'm providing an in-service on July the 13th, and you can go to Catherine's page for additional information. I look forward to hearing from you, and stay in touch. Thank you, Catherine. Bye-bye. Thank you. Until next week, Don. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you gonna do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day, Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day.
When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep. If all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it. See, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on E. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe.
I've got friends that come to me and say, Girl, you've got to get over this and get on with your life. I know that they're right. Thing is, I wonder just how long it's going to take to get over here. Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. A Georgia man says he was so angry after a recent phone call with his wife that he drove his truck through his house. John Paul Jones Jr. says he'd been frustrated because he hadn't been able to sell his home and fully intended to drive his truck from the backyard to the front yard by way of his living room. Well, he adds that the incident was just one of those spur-of-the-moment crazy things. Wow, is is it any wonder this guy is having marital problems? A 99-year-old California woman has gotten her college degree, finally. And that is great, because this 99-year-old woman with her degree, she's going to see a real difference in her lifetime salary. A miniature version of Y2K is going to take place on June 30th. According to ABC News, an extra second will be added to the clock, creating the potential to wreak havoc on computer systems that aren't equipped to handle this change. The extra second will be added at the end of June to account for discrepancy between Earth's rotation and the atomic clock. Amazon Web Services said that it plans to implement alternative solutions to avoid the leap second. When the last leap second was added on June 30th of 2012, well, it caused issues with a number of websites, including Qantas, LinkedIn, and Yelp. Hey, you know what? You, you've been asking for more time in, in your day. Well, here you go. An extra second, compliments of the universe. You're welcome. A new report shows that the federal government paid almost $10 million in Medicaid benefits to 200 dead people. It really helped, though, because afterwards, most of them were spry enough to vote in Chicago. Nikon created a custom case for one of its cameras that can be strapped around a dog to take photos from a dog's eye view. The case is connected to a heart rate monitor strap like the ones runners use to track their heartbeat. When the dog's heart rate spikes, well, the case snaps a photo. Good news, apparently we are finally now getting bored with human selfies. Now we're looking for animal selfies. 
An Arizona couple has gotten married in the garden section of a Home Depot. I now pronounce your husband and... Despite years of public health messages, barely one-third of Americans use sunscreen regularly, according to the CDC. Researchers found that sunscreen is more often used by women on the skin of the face and by people with higher household income, and by soulless gingers known as redheads. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can get more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com.
dream to happen, you have to make it happen. You ready? Come and get it. You want it? Come and get it right here. Come and get it for real. Just come and get it. Takes work, but you can get it. Takes time, but you can get it. Stop talking. Come and get it. Keep pushing, and you will get it. You hoping and for Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. 
There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.